It is the thought that is a precursor to matter showing up, which is crazy. So when we start thinking about our thoughts and our desires and what we think about, we talk about where we put our energy is where matter flows. And so where you put your thoughts, where you put your energy, we have scientific proof that it creates matter and form and reality. Hello, it's me, your host, Jen, and fellow journeyer on this path of learning how to reintegrate feminine energy into the boardroom. So we'll talk about things like conscious capitalism and leading with vulnerability and awareness and connection and play. We'll be diving into the bedroom. So basically, we're going to talk about the horizontal mambo. <laughs> In all seriousness, we're going to look at how to create a, a deeper level of intimacy and connection in your romantic partnerships, but also in all of our relationships, I think we've become so disconnected. So how do we gain that in our relationships? And then we're going to look beyond that into any tool or practice that helps us become more magnetic and more full. So manifestation techniques, meditation, um, and personal development approaches that will help us move through challenges to step into our brightest, fullest, most magnetic version of ourselves. It's all the things. It is the whole shebang. So buckle up, buttercups. We're diving in. I had a feeling this would happen that I would get midweek and be like, I have something I want to share real time right now. And I want to hear your input on this. And so um, I'm going to do what I'm calling some little mini episodes from time to time. It may not be every week. It probably likely won't be the same day of every week. It'll just be when a little bit of inspiration strikes. So I reached out to you all on Facebook and said, help all my clever, witty, funny people. What do we call these baby episodes? <laughs> And I got a list of ideas that I think would be so fun to share with you. <laughs> they all make me chuckle. So a mini bang, a she bang bite, she bang sampler, <laughs> the half shebang, uh, halfy, she bang quickie. Quickie's the obvious one that no one named. I was kind of secretly waiting to see if somebody would think that was an okay idea because I think it's so funny. A slice of shebang, uh, she bits, which is <laughs> quite erotic. <laughs> uh, she pow, fun size, the whole shebite. I, I like this next, Ashley, put these on here. Um, a short bang, a small banger, a she, she bang short, and not a lot of bang. <laughs> Last but not least, a quick bang. <laughs> All of which, I love these ideas. I think I'm going to end up going with a half shebang. And then I'll probably cite that it's like a 10 minute quickie when I put a little intro together for these. <laughs> Did I tell you we're going to have fun on this and not take ourselves too seriously? Because this, this little, um, this little half bang, half shebang, 
this little half shebang is actually kind of um, thought. I think it's very thought provoking. It's going to get a little science nerdy for a minute, and then I'm going to bring it back um, to the ground for you. So this little half shebang that we're going to do today is surrounding manifestation and science. And if you guys have not heard of the term manifestation, you might be living under a rock. (laughs) That's not meant to be judgmental. And actually just, I feel like it's so buzzy right now. It is everywhere. And it's this idea that we have the ability to create the world that we want to live in and that we can co-create with source, God, universe, whatever you want to label it, doesn't matter, but we can co-create with the universe to make the life that we want to live. I'm going to share a thought with you that I, that I was having and just kind of how I've been processing this. I was imagining this podcast probably two years ago. I had these little seeds of thoughts. I don't know if you guys ever have that. Like you have like an image that pops in your mind or a quick, I call them a flit of a thought. It's like a butterfly that just quick flits through your brain and out of it. And so I was having these little flitty thoughts around launching a podcast, but, but not even fully consciously. I mean, it was conscious, but it was just kind of like, huh, interesting thought. There it comes, there it goes. Uh, and eventually that flitty thought was a seed that was planted. And then that grew from there. And when I'm being vulnerably transparent, I have had flitty thoughts about public speaking in front of very large crowds and writing a book. And I have more than flitty thoughts. They're so pretty concrete thoughts about what I would love to have in a future partner. And I was thinking like, man, Jen, you're really asking a lot of the universe. And when I, as it relates to like a future partner it's not like I've got this long checklist of very specific attributes that he better meet all these attributes. It's it's not that. It's it's a, a very full, fulfilling, intimate, rich, meaningful relationship with a lot of the wants in there too. Um, and and none. And I'm holding it loosely because I just I don't know what I don't know. So it's I'm op- I'm very open to what that looks like or what my future career path looks like and all of that. Um, with public speaking and writing and whatever else it may be. But I've continued to tell myself that like you're asking, that's a lot to ask, Jen. And I was talking with somebody and was sharing that sentiment with them about about what I was desiring out of life. And this person, uh, you know, was listening very contently and then responded to me with like, um... I don't even know how to put it into words, but it was kind of like this cute, like, oh, you're so cute. It was this smile back at me, like, you're so cute and naive. <laughs> just like, yeah. And and she basically said, like, those are all great things to desire, but you know, just just keep an open mind, because you just never know how it's gonna show up. And I kind of took, and maybe this is my own lens that I'm viewing this inaccurately, but I kind of took it as like, don't ask so much because you are asking too much. And, and maybe I could give you guys some specifics, but like one of the specifics with a future partner that I have that, that I am not attached to, but that I have just seen in my mind's eye is that he would have a similar 
like, um, passion and purpose in the work that he does. That doesn't feel like work, just like what I'm doing. This feels like not like work to me at all. And it is not just a hobby. It is who I am. And so I I've just kind of seen in my mind's eye that we do something together with that. And, and maybe that won't happen. Maybe he, maybe he will be like a chef and, and maybe the work that we do together will be you know, philanthropic in nature or something like that. So I'm, I'm very open-minded, but, but that's one thing that I've just seen in my mind's eye. I'm like, I don't, I don't know why it's like, it's not like I need that to happen. I'm not hanging on that to that desire because I'm like, come hell or high water. This is what it'll be. It's just been in my mind's eye. It's just been there. And so I'm like, I don't know what to do with that really. And I can let go of it, but it's just there. Um, and so as I was kind of processing through, through this stuff, I, I went to, to write and journal and, and I think I shared in one of the previous episodes that I do what I call free writing. So I just kind of put my pen to paper when I get this feeling that there's something there and whether it's, you know, my higher self or, you know, collective consciousness or something, something when I start writing, sometimes I feel like I didn't write it you know, not all the time, but sometimes, and this was one of those times. So I'm going to share with you what came to me and, uh, here, I'll just read it for you. Um, I am asking a lot of the universe, but what if the truth was that the universe was asking a lot of me? What if my desires are divinely placed? What if my willingness to do the work so that I can have capacity and a sense of worthiness for that level of blessing and desire is actually an act of surrender to the divine. And that was like, whoa, it just flips this whole thing on its head that my whole life I've felt like I have created the desire. Hang with me. I'm going to try to explain this in a few different ways. I'm not, I'll see if I can teach, teach my thoughts in a way that's helpful for you. So So I've had this thought that my desires have come from me, that I've created the desire. So if I desire a Ferrari or, you know, 13 Snicker bars on my door, something like that, I've had this thought that that desire was, and those desires probably are, but I've had this thought that that desire was created by me. And so if I'm asking it, I'm asking a lot. And to flip this whole paradigm on its head and say, well, what if these desires to launch a podcast, to write a book, to have a partner that we do work together or whatever the things are, what if those desires were a part, were divinely placed there by collective intelligence? Like what if I had that thought or that thought was created in a bigger sense, became a flitty thought in my mind, and I get to choose do I want to surrender to that or do I not? And I believe that we always have choice in all all of this stuff. But when I started to think about it in that way, then I was like, oh, we're co-conspirators here, universe. (laughs) Wherever the thought came from, because sometimes like literally I will have a second thought that's like, where did that thought come from? Wherever it came from, What if I'm partners in the evolution of birthing these thoughts versus me asking a lot of the universe? And then I'm like, oh, that is such a 
release and freedom of knowing that it's not about me manipulating or controlling. It's just about me literally unfolding in life and following the things that are in front of me and the things that I enjoy. So, so then I, I, so these are where the, I love these unique little, that I don't think they're coincidences. I think they're synchronicities that kind of, this is part of how I know that I'm on on an, an, a path that's in alignment is when other things start showing up to validate or confirm some thoughts that I had. So I was listening to a podcast the other night and, um, it by Flynn Skinnerd. what a name by the way, Skinner, not Skinnerd. <laughs> Flynn Skinner. He's a psychologist and he was talking about manifestation from a scientific standpoint. And he quoted Michael Levin um, and some studies that he is a biologist that is a really um, on the cutting edge of science right now with all kinds of stuff. And so he cited a study about electrical blueprints that uh, Michael Levin has found. And they're basically figuring out how to do cell regeneration. This is going to get nerdy. Hang with me for a minute here. Um, but I'm not going to get into the cell regenerational stuff. So he's a developmental biologist and he speaks to this idea that like, if you look at a school of fish or a flock of birds that are flying, you can look at the way they move in tandem and understand that there is collective intelligence and order and, and that they're somehow connected, right? They don't, which I've always found fascinating and haven't understood the science behind it, but like they're, they're moving together and communicating without using words. So what is that? And it turns out not surprisingly that we are all made up of the same kind of materials. We are all made up of parts and those parts at at a really simple level are cells and they break down even smaller than that. But those cells communicate to one another, right? And when they communicate, they they heal a cut on our finger. They help the school of fish know which way to turn. They teach, they show the birds when to migrate. So it is a collective intelligence that is working together to create life and to heal things and to communicate on a higher level. So they did a study um, and they started to intravenously put a saline dye into tadpoles. I guess they're not called embryos. They're called tadpoles. Flynn actually recounted that this was done with embryos, but I I Googled this morning and couldn't find the research. So I, but I did find the research on the tadpoles. So intravenously, they put this saline solution into tadpoles and what they saw, this is what the part that was just mind blowing to me was that, uh, there's an electrical magnetic current that was in the shape of the frog's face before the cells were there to create form and matter. Okay. That is wild. wild. So he's calling them electrical blueprints, but this idea that there's an electrical current or there's energy that was creating, you could see the shape of the frog's face before there was any cellular matter there. So the question that begs for me is where did that electrical blueprint come from before the cells were even there? It was a thought. It was a collective conscious thought. It was collective intelligence. It was an idea that was out there. And then electricity started to form to create sort of a framework 
so that the cells would follow that framework and begin to create matter. I'm bringing this back to you. Don't worry. I will get there. So then piece two of this, uh, I was reading a book this morning that when I was cleaning out my ladies layer slash podcast loft here, I found that I didn't know that I had, and the book was by, uh, it's so gosh, I'm blanking on his name. Wayne Dyer. The book is by Wayne Dyer. And so I just started reading it this morning and took down a couple of quotes that he said here. Let me flip to him in my little notebook. He said, when you think about yourself, you are form. So you are, you are made up of bones and skin and toenails and eyelashes and all of the things. And that is your form. But pigs and horses all have a pile of bones and lashes and all of the things. The thing that makes us different than the form that we live in is that we are not our form. We are something other than our form. We know that cells regenerate every seven years. Your whole body becomes new in seven years. You've been in an infant body. You've been in a teenage body, whatever body you're in now. We know that the form continues to change, but one thing that does not change is whoever you are outside of your form. And Wayne Dyer went on to talk about that you are really sort of your thought and your thinking, that your essential self never dies and that thought cannot die. 99, he, and then he quoted um, Buckminster Fuller, also a very <laughs> wild name. Buckminster Fuller said, 99% of who you are is invisible and untouchable. It is your ability to think and go beyond your form that determines the quality of your life. So when I think about this frog, this electrical blueprint of a frog face, it was not form yet. It was only thought and electrical current. And here's Wayne Dyer talking about thoughts cannot die. And then I recalled a book that I read by Deepak Chopra, and he talks about the observer effect. You can go into a laboratory and see the smallest, smallest, smallest parts of an atom. The only way that you can see those under a microscope in the dark is when there is an observer present. So they're recording all of this, right? They're recording the data and they're recording what's happening real time. The only way that these little, I can't remember what they're called. Maybe I'll put them in the show notes, but these the smallest particles of an atom show up under the microscope is when there's an observer there thinking about it. It is the thought that is a precursor to matter showing up, which is crazy. So when we start thinking about our thoughts and our desires and what we think about, we talk about where we put our energy is where matter flows. And so where you put your thoughts, where you put your energy, we have scientific proof that it creates matter and form and reality. So if you're thinking thoughts, whether they're habitual or they're subconscious, it is creating your reality. So this, this has two big impacts to me. One, when I become aware of my thoughts, subconscious, 
become conscious or just the thoughts that I'm constantly entertaining in my mind all day, I have the ability to change them if it's not the reality that I want. So powerful. Okay. Secondly, what if coming back full circle here, what if my thoughts were not placed there by me, but rather were a part of a collective intelligence that is pulling together a beautiful design that I get to be a co-conspirator of and that I need to not feel bad or crazy for dreaming wild dreams or like I'm asking too much. If I understand that I get to choose my thoughts and sometimes my thoughts choose me. Yeah, that's your half shebang for the day wild thoughts for you. My hope is that I am just going to, I'm going to process this stuff with you. And I would love to hear your feedback. You guys, you can email me. My email is in the show notes. I also have this private Facebook group, the whole shebang, um, that I'm trying to decide and see if you guys, like, if that's a cool place for us to have dialogue on these concepts and go back and forth, you can always hit me up on Instagram too. Um, what are your thoughts on this? How did, does this land with you? Does it hit you any certain kind of way? Is this crazy weird for some of you? Um, I'm, I would love to have dialogue. So feel free to reach out to me there. All right. That's all I got for you today. Just a half shebang. We'll catch you next time.